Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. Today I'm here with Danny Thorne. What up? <laughs> Calm it up in the bitch. <laughs> so you're bo- were you born in Pembroke Pines? Or? Oh yeah, actually I was. <laughs> I am from, well actually I was born in Miami. Um, and then I think when my mom had my brother, we moved to Pembroke Pines. Because it was more like neighborhoods and shit. And we mm. lived next to a swamp, which was cool. The Everglades. <laughs> there all the time. Super sick. <laughs> but did your parents meet in Florida? They or? did, yeah. Both from Florida. My dad's actually Cuban, so his parents were from Cuba. Mm. But I think he was born in the U.S. And, uh, and yeah. <laughs> I don't know. connection to his family in Cuba? I do not, sadly. It's, yeah. His dad actually passed away when he was younger. Mm. Um, around the time that he actually passed away on my brother, which is kind of weird. Um, but he, his dad was a scientist for the Navy over there or whatever they would call it. I don't know. We just call ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he was always really proud of that. And I think that's like, it influenced me probably a lot as a kid because I wanted to be an astronaut or after I found out that fucking rocket ships burst in air and people die. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to be a scientist, (laughs) which I didn't do that either, but (laughs) How do you describe your mom's personality? My mom? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, she's a Scorpio, so anybody who knows anything about that, it's a little intense, but uh, <laughs> yeah, she's cool. She's... What is she into? What's she into? Damn. Um... <laughs> It's just so odd that you're asking me about my mom right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's into... Fuck. She... Okay, well, one thing was like huge influence on us as a kid was like both of their musical tastes was super eclectic and she loves 80s music as Mm. well as other things as well um but that's just definitely like one of the things that always like when I hear an 80s song I'm like oh I remember my mom singing this (laughs) what do you say you got your creative side from her Oh, actually, yeah. I mean, my mom was a very creative person always. She used to hand make all this stuff for my room when I was a kid. And yeah, I think that's probably definitely why I got into it. I've been hand making shit since I was really little. I started hand making my own clothes when I was 15 because no one had anything that I wanted. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) chop it up and fucking bleach it and shit. (laughs) But it was difficult growing up, right? It was like a poor upbringing. Um, yeah, well, it's actually kind of weird because when I was first born, which I don't really have, like, recollection of those memories as much, my my parents created their own business, and it became very successful, and then my mom got sick, and Mm -hmm. I guess she, turns out she was the backbone of that business because it it crumbled, really, Um, and we've been modeling since, like, and doing, like, commercials and shit since, I was, like, three, and then my brother and sister were born into it. So it was like there was a time, especially like when my dad passed away, that that was the only income. So yeah, it was it's quite the struggle. Mm. Mm-hmm. And was what? How did it even click to her to like have all you guys like modeling? Is that like really common in Florida? <laughs> uh, it or? actually is. Yeah. yeah, she was friends with somebody who was like a manager, an agent, or something at the time, and she was like, "Oh, your kids are so cute," and she was like, "Yeah, they are." I don't know. <laughs> That's what happened. Do you remember, like, back then being on set? Like, were you oh, yeah. already comfortable in front of the camera back uh, then? Well, yeah, because I was born into it, yeah. kind of. You know, like, that, 
all my memories are performing and, and hanging out with adults all the time, mm. which made me very mature from a young age. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and especially in New York, we'd be working literally three jobs a day, just going onto the subway to the next, to the next, and whew, that got crazy, yeah. So you would do like weekend trips to New York, or how was it? Um, when we lived in Florida, we would go New York in the summer. Like, that's mm. a thing. Like, like people come out here for pilot season for yeah. acting. Like, you'd go to the New York for the summer. Which was cool. I loved being in the city. I actually, it wasn't until I was, like, 18 and out on my own that I did I even start liking California. Because all I knew was the valley, Woodland Hills, which I love the valley. 818. But, yeah, like, none of my friends wanted to drive out to see me because it was always so far. And I was just, like, I felt so lonely out there. And I was like, I'm moving to New York. And then I didn't. And then I went back to New York not that long ago, and I was like, oh, God, like, New York is super cool, but I love L.A. <laughs> Always. What did your peers think of you, like, doing, like, acting and modeling? Um, that was, yeah, that was hard because when I was actually in school before we were homeschooled, it created a lot of, like, weird conflict. Like, you would think that that would make you, like, super popular or something, but it's actually really weird, and people didn't like it. Like, they would, like, kids would talk about, like, like, oh, I saw jealous. your commercial. And I still hadn't seen the commercial. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And then these other kids would just be like, mm. And the teachers, they hated it because they know I was missing school all the time oh. for work, not being sick. <laughs> so eventually we just got our asses homeschooled. Did you like school, though, back then, like, academically? Uh, no. Uh, no science um, subjects? <laughs> no, actually, yeah, the things that I was good in, well, actually, I was really bad in math. And I had the first, like, great teacher experience because when I was failing math she was like this is not gonna fly you're gonna come in you're gonna clean the classroom with me after school and I'm gonna tutor you and it worked I actually got well because my grades were so bad I was only able to get up to like an A minus or something but she was like bitch she didn't say that bitch and I was like yeah so that was actually the first time that I had a real connection to education was like okay this is doing something but I really didn't like learning um, also, I pff, got ADHD or something like that, like, pff, whatever, that's just a way that the mind works. Um, so, I think differently, I learn differently, and that's really hard when you're sitting in a classroom with 30 plus students, you know, all being taught one way, and you can't show your work any other way, so I never liked that, and then, luckily for Google, <laughs> I learned everything on there, and anything <laughs> that I want to learn now, I'm just like, I typed that shit into Google, mm. and I'm like, what is it? And I think that is so cool, and now I love to learn. <laughs> Was your mom ever afraid of you guys all going into creative careers, because it's kind of unstable? Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. My mom loves it. <laughs> She does. She's um, she's really smart with it. Honestly, she's like, we are where we are today because of like her mindset. Like as hard as that was at times, um, you know, that pushed us into what we do, and I'm really grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Like it really sucks to. Number one, I think everybody's creative, even if they don't think so, think that they are. It's only because they haven't had the time to express it, and they put too much judgment on themselves. So for anybody who wants to go into a creative job and their parents hold them back from that my heart really goes out to that person because like that's just like keeping you from doing what you want to do and who you are and and through art you evolve so much mentally emotionally like in so many ways mm, you know yeah so it really sucks for those kids how old were you when your dad's accident happened um 
I was, I think, 14. Yeah, I was 14. Oh, so you yeah. already had like a bond with him by then. I did, yeah. Me and my dad actually had a very strong bond since I was little. Um, a lot of, lot of different connections and, and <laughs> everybody's got their faults, but I was just understood that he was like, he was a person, you know? Mm. We all are. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, that was difficult. And actually me and my dad uh, were just like getting like closer at the time mm. right before then, which it's kind of weird the way the universe works. It was probably all happening for a reason, you know, that I got to actually get to talk to him a lot again. Cause he didn't live out here with us. He was about to move his business up here before it happened. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was actually interesting. I didn't cry for the first month. And like, I didn't understand that at the time that like everybody like reacts differently, but I was just like, am I ever gonna cry? Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Mm. And dude, just let it out. You know, I'm all about the emotions now. I'm like, feel them. It's part of the human experience, <laughs> you know? Don't hold it in. <laughs> So the type of concerts that you've been to changed over time, right? Because the first one was the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, my first recollection uh, was the Backstreet Boys, for sure. Um, and I didn't really get into raving until I was like 17, almost 18. Mm -hmm. Also, I wasn't allowed. I wasn't even allowed to go to Coachella. My mom thought like... My mom thought it was Woodstock and I remember her specifically telling me that they're all just doing drugs and having sex on these fields and That is not at all what goes down in Coachella. She totally <laughs> understands that now and she's chill But I remember like I've missed out on those things So like when I went to my first rave it was with a, a kid actually that DJs now and produces his name He goes by away um, But yeah, his name is Dan and I've known him since I was three because we yeah, we, we've worked on like a few like jobs together in modeling like when we were kids. Mm. Um, so yeah, so he just like hits me up and we start hanging out again. And he's like, yeah, you want to go to this rave, Hard Summer? And I, I was like, fuck yeah. And I was like, my mom's not going to know about that though. <laughs> and then of course my freaking sister Kylie had to say something. So she calls me up. She's like, where are you? I'm like, oh, I'm just hanging out with my friends. Because we were at the time, we were just in the loft hanging out she was like i hear you're going to a rave and i was like fuck and i just don't do this do not ignore your parents <laughs> but i did i did i was just like nope i'm i'm going for this experience <laughs> screw this i was also almost 18 so i was like especially screw this like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah be good to your parents they go through a lot <laughs> how many years before that did you move to la um we moved to la when i was like 13 going on 14. It wasn't 14 yet. But the five yeah. of you guys? Yeah, me and my mom, sister Kylie, and my brother Remy, Bella, and this other doofus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you were all like living together or? Uh, yeah, yeah, we were all living together. <laughs> we actually, the first place we moved to when we got here was this place called Highland Gardens in Hollywood, which is actually like a hotel, but it's known for people coming during pilot season and just staying there for like the few months. And a lot of Canadians actually come there and oh. stay there. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that was just like a really wild time because we're like these like kids just running around this hotel, like Sweet Life of Zack and Cody style, causing mayhem, getting keys into other rooms and having that like, hangout sessions, which we got in trouble for. And then constantly being surrounded by like these like young and mid twenties 
people. So it's like all these kids like partying all the time, being like, oh, you guys are so cute. <laughs> um, there was this one time we were in this pool and they, they were all probably super wasted. I didn't really like, tell at the time because um, they were having a barbecue, but they played hide and seek with us in the pool. Oh my God. You know, so like you can't really hide places. It's more of like ducking and like holding your breath. And it was, it was so fun though. <laughs> Was it mostly for Bella's career that like you guys had to move? Well, or? no, actually, we we all did the acting thing for a little bit. I don't, I didn't miss it and exist no more. Um, <laughs> but we actually came out here for a trip because Remy and Bella booked a guest campaign together, and and Remy got this audition for this pilot, which ended up getting picked up and aired. And so like there was just this moment where we were watching it like on TV back in Florida, and. I mean, we hated Florida. It's so fucking hot there. Like, it's nice to visit, but living there, it's just so lame. And my mom actually always said, I'm going to move to the valley one day. I'm going to be a valley girl. Um, so, yeah, she was just like, you guys want to go to L.A. and try acting? We are like, fuck yeah, let's go. And we did. And, um, yeah, that was it's an interesting experience. And then how long after did you, because you were on Hannah Montana, right? Like all was, that, yeah, so. that was fun. Yeah, Hannah Montana was definitely one of the best sets for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it was such a fun environment. How um, old were you when, you when you were doing that? I would say like 15 going on 16, probably 15 something. I really don't know, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, most of the time you were like being homeschooled or? Mm -hmm. Yeah, which homeschooled really can, you know. <laughs> When I homeschooled my kids, I'm going to make sure that we learn things. It's just like, it's a lot of uh, fucking around, honestly. There's like, okay, there's a schooling system called K-12 that all the acting kids get put into. And it's horrible because even when you Google the questions, the answer's wrong. You know, like the answer that it says on Google is not like there. I don't know. It was just like, whoa, what is the system? This thing is dumb. <laughs> so I hated that thing. Um, but yeah. Which is kind of interesting because I always felt like maybe that made me like dumb or something that like I wasn't good at school. And then I got out of school and I learned all this shit and literally like anything, anything you put your mind to, just learn how to do it and it takes time and you do it and then you're like, bitch, I mean nobody telling me how to do things. <laughs> and so now I consider myself a very smart person. <laughs> Was your mom like homeschooling it? like full-time or was she also mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. juggling with jobs uh no yeah we were doing this full-time for sure oh wow yeah yeah i mean it was cool it's it's an experience unlike anybody else well i'm sure other other kids have gone through the same thing but like i don't know like it made us who we are it made us super independent it didn't we don't feel like we have to fall back on someone teaching us something you know which is really a cool thing to learn at an early age that you could just kind of figure it out yourself. And like mentors and stuff will always help you no matter what, but you don't necessarily need anybody. It just starts with you and doing it, mm. which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but you had like a lot of free time then, right? Yes. What were you doing? <laughs> oh my God. I messed with everything. I taught myself actually Photoshop in a month when I was 14 and I thought that I wanted to be a graphic designer for a bit because I was getting really, really good at it. And like I signed up for like all these forums talking to these like <laughs> people about like my art and like what, like how to like make it more realistic. And I learned so much from that. And so I really thought heavily that I was gonna do that. And then 
I got really into photography. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just kind of like messed around with everything. I made jewelry for a little bit, like made my own clothes, like just everything. But did you have like a career set up? Because you didn't want to do acting, right? And that was before you found music yeah. or like electronic mm -hmm. music. Yeah, I always loved fashion. Also because that's what I knew, like growing mm. up in it my whole life. I understand every bit of it, almost like a one-man circus. <laughs> I could just do it all. So I think more than anything, maybe that was me falling back on a dream, you know, being like, oh, I'll just do fashion. Like, I'll get so heavily into fashion. I created my own clothing line, and I don't know. And then I realized, like, this, I do love it. This is just not what I want to do right now. And at that time, music was coming into my life, and then I was like, whoa, like, I can't do both. Like, you can but you gotta start on something and that's gotta be your main and then you branch off and you juggle, mm. you know? But starting music with no musical background, I had to cut off everything else, you know? Say goodbye to all of it, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> no, just, just music all the time. Every conversation became about music. Oh, wow. And it was really cool though, because at first it was really hard. Like when I would talk to other people who had been doing it forever, I felt like I couldn't keep up with the conversation, even understand what they were really talking about, except for like, it was like a foreign language almost. Like you catch some things and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, further than that, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really cool to look back on that time and it feeling so far from reality. And to be where I am now, where I'm a legit musician, <laughs> a legit DJ, and like this is my whole world now, I'm like, whoa, Duh, I dreamed of this. Like I was like, oh, I can't wait till it becomes easy. And it's finally easy. <laughs> yes. So happy about that. <laughs> Who were your main inspirations when you started making electronic music? Hmm. Well, um, I'm going to start off with Skrillex because it's not that every single thing that he makes is like, oh, that's the style I want to be or something. It was just, he was a mogul from like a very early on, a pioneer, you know, and he had like such a big image. I mean, like dream of like where this was all going and like really helped EDM go that way. So for him, 100% respect and influence. Uh, Bass Nectar was the first person that I got like, kind of like obsessed with, like, not like, oh, I'm gonna get like a bass nectar tattoo or whatever, because that's cool too. I see people with them and I'm like, yeah, bass nectar, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> but like his music, just like all the time, and thinking like, this is the coolest thing that I've ever heard, like every part of this song, and every song is so dope. And that's when I became a bass head. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, and now I just like, it's not like one specific person that like I take influence from. Sometimes we'll just hear a song and not even know who produced it and be like, whoa, how did they do that? And my brain starts to think, like, how could I do that? Like, that was so unique. That was so cool. Um, and that's just, like, coming from everybody right now. Like, big names, no names. It's just, like, there's so much fucking cool music coming up right now. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited about it. And you got your name from, like, the rave, right? Like, someone chose <laughs> it for you? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My second rave, um, this guy gave my my friend that I went with a rave name and it was perfect for him so I was like yo do me and then he said Comet and he didn't know anything about oh. me or that I was like obsessed with space or wanted to be an astronaut so I was like oh yo <laughs> how did you know that yes I am Comet <laughs> and then I would joke about like you know like if I was a DJ my DJ name's gonna be Comet which it is <laughs> and three is a special number for you right? it is yeah three the E turned into a three 
Um, 333 is my number. Well, it's a lot of people's numbers as well. And I love that connection with people. But uh, it just, the more I got more spiritually connected, I feel, and anybody can say whatever they want about that, but the more connected I became like with the universe and, and energies and the possibilities of creating your own reality, numbers started to pop up, numerology. And I didn't really understand it at the time. And then I Googled it and I was like, yo, they all just kind of mean different things for different periods of your life for like what you're going through and then and then three through three popped up and it's a very significant number because there's a lot of threes in everything from like past present future but it just kind of like it never left me like it's just something that's always there and kind of when I need it it pops up and I'm like yes universe I love you <laughs> you know I got it I know you got it we got this shit <laughs> um so yeah so I turned the e into a three because Comet wasn't just like me and now this other spiritual aspect to my life and the connection that literally brought me here to be able to do what I can do now and believe that I can do it. I had to make that a part of it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's really cool because Syra, um, you know who Syra is? She, she's done a bunch of shit. She's actually a dope hip hop artist, but she's huge in the EDM world because she's worked on a bunch of people's tracks, including Skrillex and, and they won a Grammy together. Um, so I knew who Cyra was before, like, meeting her or even, like, knowing what she looked like. And so we're just, like, talking forever. And she's, like, somehow 333 comes up. And I'm, like, oh, yeah, dude, like, that's my number. And she's, like, shows me her tattoo. She's, like, that's my number. And I was just, like, whoa, dude, that's so sick. And so we start, like, getting all, like, connected on all these things. And then, and then she's, like, yo, let's do a track together. And I was, like, bitch, yas queen, I please. <laughs> And so I sent her a couple songs, and then she chose one that she really liked, and, and now it's called Zombie. And it's just like, it's so cool, and I'm so excited about it. Um, oh, we're releasing it in October. Oh, nice. Because Zombie video. Halloween. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Merch. Oh, my gosh. Music video. It's, it's just such a, a fun theme. Video, you can tell. <laughs> oh, girl, you know it. You really want to go on that swing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You ever find it difficult, um, like in EDM, for people to take you seriously? Um, no. Um, I think, I think if anybody doesn't take me seriously, maybe I haven't met them yet, or they didn't tell me before they met me, you know, mm -hmm. and then they met me, and then they're like, "Yo, this is the dopest chick ever." And if anyone doesn't take me seriously, y'all can go fuck yourself because <laughs> I am dope <laughs> and I am a hard worker. Um, but no, yeah, I've I've had only love and support so far nice. in the EDM community, and I really feel lucky for that because, you know, I am still at the beginning, so like shit's gonna happen, drama will happen, whatever. That's how it goes. But I've just heard some stories, especially about the sexism with like female mm -hmm. artists, and I'm like, I just feel really lucky to not have dealt with that yet. Mm -hmm. And hopefully when that does arise, I know how to handle it because, you know, I've heard the stories, yeah. you know, I can be a little bit more prepared, not caught off guard, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Are you really going to do a tarot reading at, is it solstice? Or? Yes, I am. Dude, I'm so excited for that. Also, that's a street. Go back this oh, way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am. I have to still choose somebody. Um, but yeah, I do tarot cards. Um, like I said, I'm a spiritual person. And it's not like you have to do tarot cards to be a spiritual person. It's more of like, wow, how cliche of you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love it. I think that what I've learned from tarot is that like, even if you don't believe in it, that some divine thing is like speaking to you through this 
you this object, what it does do coincidentally is tell you the things that you already know. So while you're asking a question that you're like, I don't know the answer to, the second you read that card, you're like, I know it. Like, I did know it. I'm not admitting that I knew it and not acknowledging what I had to do to get there. But then you read that shit and you're like, I know, okay, <laughs> on the way. It's like your parents. <laughs> yeah. And so for that reason, I think it's very cool. What do you have for merch coming up? Oh, <laughs> look at this baby. Mm, mm, mm. My little red backpack. Um, well, this is going to be one of them. We just got this in today, the sample. It's very cute. It's a unicorn. Um, it's, I'm wearing it as fanny pack right now, which you can wear it over your shoulder, but Bella had the idea of putting it around my waist. I fucking love fanny packs, you know, because like festival wear. Come on. So easy. Um, so yeah, so that one I'm really excited about. We also got bathing suit samples in today, and they are cute. <laughs> Ladies, show that body off. <laughs> so I'm really pumped about that. I'm also sweating balls right now, so like it would be really nice to throw one of those bikinis on and jump on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I actually just launched not too long ago uh, my first round of Comet merch, oh. and I was very excited. I designed it all of course, graphic designer law, <laughs> um, and it's like it's like my favorite says Rave Cat. Says Rave Cat on it, and it's this little cat with these swirly eyes, and he's all rainbow. And then on the back, he's like, he's falling down. <laughs> it says 1 800, something like, yeah, comet. Like, if like the bass got you down, dude, I'm fucking it up right now. You gotta check it out because it's so cool. <laughs> Wait, bass hit you too hard? Question mark, call. Yeah, 1 800, yeah, comet. That was awesome. mm -hmm. yep. I love that. <laughs> I destroyed the humor, but it's really cool. Um, and then I also have this cool lime green one with like this UFO and it's shooting down rainbows and it says in Japanese, comet across the oh, windshield because so I cool. love Japan. <laughs> Obviously, look at me. <laughs> I love it. Um, and I can't wait to go there. <laughs> I'm just doing the dance because like I'm putting it out there that it's gonna be soon. I didn't say that, but that's what was going on. <laughs> How do you say your relationship with Bella has grown over time? Um, it's kind of interesting because you know, I mean, if you guys have siblings, then you understand like the evolution of like when you're living together your whole life, like. We, there's four of us and me and Kylie are technically closest in age and Belle and Remy are technically closest mm. in age so it'd be interesting how we would switch off like these are like our buddies when we team up against each other <laughs> like, yeah we were quite rough kids <laughs> but yeah now as she's older it's like we're we're really the same person which is kind of weird like we have like our differences and if like like our friends like know us really well like they'll see them but our voices on the same we love all the same shit she's like Danny what do you think about this and I'm like yes Bella I love that I'm like Bella what do you think about this she's like yes Danny do it like we just always get each other um and also kind of weird was like when we became like connected again because there was like a period where I moved out and I went and did like my own thing with like experiencing life on my own for the first time I didn't really like communicate with my family all the time and we've always been so close so that was super weird um but then like when we rekindled and we came back and we were like updating each other on each other's lives like so many things that she went through exactly what I went through and oh, I was just wow. like whoa dude like you know and like traumatic things too which is like you would never want your sibling to go through like what you've been through in that way but like that is a connection that like I was alone on for so long and and we are our own people with our own experiences so to even meet somebody else 
that can understand what you've been through, literally to the T of going through it. There's literally nobody in the world that will like understand, you know, like me and her do. Mm -hmm. And so like that was a really cool thing to find, almost like finding home, you know, like as sad as it is, like, and I don't want you to go through that, like, yo, like, we got each other now, like, that's fucking crazy, and, like, and we both came out so okay, like, (laughs) well-minded, and, like, which is so strange, honestly, Mm -hmm. um, and my brother is, too, he's got, like, a really good head on his shoulders, he's really cool, he actually does MMA, um, so he's a fighter, which I don't like fighting. Um, but when he goes on, I'm like, yeah! Like, I just become a different person. I'm like, yeah, Remy, fuck yeah! And then he gets hit, and I'm like, no! And then he takes a hit, or he hits somebody, and I'm like, yeah! It's like so conflicting. Did he ever have like identity issues as being like Bella's sister, or? Um, not identity issues, but you know, it's kind of funny is that like a lot of people would think like, okay, there was this one time, I don't remember what her hair color was, but I had red hair at the time, and we were in Miami, and we're literally buying a lighter, and this girl comes up to me, we're like, checking out at the same time, she's like, my god, are you Bella Thorne? And I was just like staring at her, and Bella's staring at me, and I'm like, no, but like, I love that chick, because that's what I always say when anyone anyone says that, I'm like, dude, but she's the dopest, yeah? I'm like, yeah, I love Bella, I'm like, yeah, me too. And I just, like, leave it at that. <laughs> um, but that was, like, the coolest thing, where she was literally right there just being like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, nope, you're, so you're really close, though. Real warm. <laughs> How do you say I've grown as a person compared to when you were younger? Oh, man, so much. Okay, so my, I have this, like, new song coming out. Um, it's going to be my first single coming out in September. Not first single, like, ever, but, like, the first one of, like, these new releases. And it's mm-hmm. called Metamorphosis. And I have the Isidro. Is it on this side? He's a caterpillar. I got the caterpillar tattoo because for the first time in my life, like, I'm really on the right track to who I am, like, spiritually, health-wise, mentally, and, and literally career-wise as well. So it was like I realized all these things before that had happened before were literally to shape me into who I am now. And so then I got this caterpillar tattoo because I'm like, yo, I'm caterpillar and I see that now. And I'm on the evolution to a butterfly. And the butterfly goal, I guess just generally would be, like I love myself a lot. I think I'm super cool. You are. (laughs) Yes, Danny, go. Uh, But everyone's got their own like things with like insecurities and all that shit. So it's like the the butterfly goal is like full self-love. Like 100%, like literally no one could say anything to even like rock you which is very, very difficult. And I don't know if it's even like totally possible, but I feel that I am headed there because a lot of shit doesn't phase me anymore the way it did. And, and also what music did for that evolution was, like I said, I, I've taught myself a lot of things be, through Google, hell yeah, go the internet. Um, but music, I always thought would be so cool to sing or play an instrument or write a song even. Even if I couldn't sing, let me just write the lyrics, you know? But I never did it. And so I never thought I could. And I never thought it would be good enough. And then I just fucking went in fucking every single day, dedicated myself. And here I am today, which is another sign of like, whoa, what I was like even a year ago, didn't believe what I do now. Didn't believe in myself as much as I do now. And that's that's the biggest, biggest, like, whoo, change in my life. Like, <laughs> damn. I don't know. I don't, it's, it's such a, such a cool feeling 
I feel very thankful for that. Can you explain the meanings behind your tattoos? Ooh, a key! With this one I got recently, and that's Comet. She's a little alien with the three for the third eye. This one was done at my house. Um, it's a little smiley face. It was during a party, and this dope tattoo artist, which I just met that night, was like, yo, is it cool if I do tattoos? And I'm like, is it fucking cool? Do it right now, let's go, this is awesome. So she was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know, a smiley face. I love happiness. <laughs> so we did that. This other one is by um, a really cool artist who does like all this like really light-handed work, mm. which is super cool and very difficult. I um, mean, his name is Daniel Winter, and he is the shit. Um, hold on, what else we got here? This one is my old clothing line, Valley City. Um, oh, butterfly! Hello, <laughs> beautiful. Um, yeah, my old clothing line. It was super cool. It was a fun time in my life. And that's when I realized that I didn't want to do fashion for a really oh. long time. <laughs> um, my first one I ever got was like, it's on this side right here, and that's a heart. And that was another like 17, almost 18 choice that I was like, oh, I'm gonna hide this shit. <laughs> and then on my birthday, my 18th birthday, I wore something that's like, like some sort of romp or something that didn't have sleeves, and it covered it. But then when I leaned onto the table, it didn't. No. And my mom's like, yo, Danny, what's that? And I'm oh like, oh, it's, it's henna. She was like, oh, okay. And then like a couple weeks later, she saw it again. She was like, that's not henna. And I was like, no, it's not. But you can't do anything about it now. I'm an adult. But yeah, hold on. What else we you got? You have one here right in your ear. I do. I do have one behind my ear. That one hurt like a mall. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's Tails from Sonic and Tails. Um, which was cool because like not too long after I got it, me and my sister were in New York for fashion week and we went to like this, what is the company that makes Sonic? It's like a very iconic Japanese company, I forget. But we went to something with them and I got to meet the people and I was like, yo, look at this. And they were freaking out. They were like, that's the coolest thing ever. And I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> and then I got this one. Which oh, can nice. you see it with this fucking yeah. Um, yeah, that's actually vinyl and I haven't used vinyl yet so don't hate me for that um, <laughs> it's just where it came from so I thought that was like it's cool because it's like that was in my phase like I'd started doing DJing I had done a couple shows but this was like yo this is getting real and this is just gonna like signify the chapter of like the first step like into it like this is this is your life now so I wanted to get something for DJing mm -hmm. and then once I got good enough with music <laughs> and like feeling comfortable with it, which I am now, I wanted to get a second music tattoo. Nice. Um, but I haven't gotten that one yet. And we'll have to think about what it is. <laughs> I thought it would be cute to get like a little fucking um, music note on my ear. I did see one girl have that, which I don't ever choose my tattoos based on what other people have, but I was like, yo, that's real cute when you put a little <laughs> earbud in and you just see it going, that's cute. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I thought about that. <laughs> what do you say have been your biggest challenges so far in your life? Hmm. Biggest challenges. Uh, I would say growing up, really. They mm. all came from there. Um, I say, which kind of sounds pessimistic, but like the best and hardest thing you've ever been through hasn't happened yet. Mm. And because of that, it's even like you could be like 80 years old and something traumatic happens and then you're like wow like everything like that ever hurt me before never hurt as much as this did you know and that's once again like just part of the human experience so in a weird negative sounding way it's actually very positive to me because you know like 
yo, it was hard before, it's gonna be hard again. It's totally chill, it happens, you know? Um, but I don't know that I feel totally comfortable talking about my specific challenges, mm -hmm. you know? What does love mean to you? <laughs> love is interesting because I love love and I feel that there are so many different types of love from the love that you have to your children to the love that you have to your best friend to even the, the love that you might feel with a stranger which is cool because you feel that a lot at raves like total stranger but like mutual love and no judgment and I fucking love that um but yeah I'm in like a weird kind of like negative face on relationship love mm -hmm. just because I've been in really long-term relationships my whole life and this is the first time that like I'm on my own and I'm experiencing the world that I want to do it and the way that I want to see it and it's just been super super cool and expansive and I love that. <laughs> Everybody needs to feel it more often. Yeah. It doesn't just have to be with like a relationship or because someone got you flowers or took you on a nice date. Like love is something that you can find in anything. Even the way you look at like a flower and like it takes your breath away sometimes you're just like damn. Freaking flower, man. Like, how could life be so beautiful? Harness that. That's <laughs> love right there. It's <laughs> awesome. Last question. What do you want to be remembered for? I don't know, honestly. I think... I think what it comes down to, the most important thing that if anybody were to remember you, that's definitely going to be the way that my kids look back on me. Mm. The way that they look back on my relationship with them and, like, the way that they see the world and perceive it now and hopefully are open to everything because of that, you know, like that's, I would say, the most important. But I hope that when people think of it, they're just like, you know what? That bitch just do what she want. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do that too. Because you should. Do what you want, man. Don't hurt people. But do what you want. <laughs> Hello, this is awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank this you so for cool. having me. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh.